Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? You've got a very Italian name, am I right? Yeah, yeah, Monterulo, pretty Italian. And, and yet you have never watched The Sopranos, not one episode. <laughs> Yes, we, we uh, before we went on air, we he, he we we came to the revelation, which was obviously not a revelation to me that I have not oh yet God. had a chance to watch the the Sopranos. Um, yeah, no, I haven't. I uh, and I'm not like a poet. I'm not one of those because you know there are a lot of Italians like I'm not I'm not watching that shit. It's fucking derogatory towards Italians. Is like spaghetti's falling out of their mouth. Um, but but no, I. No, I want to watch it. I, I, I'm sure I'd like it. Uh, like I said to you, it's like I like, you know, violent, you know, uh, adult shows that also uh, portray really goofy Italian stereotypes. Like I'm all I'm all for that. Um, no, I just haven't had time. It's a, it's one of those things where like, you know, I, th- there's actually a phenomenon in media that, that and I forget what they call it. But basically, th- you know, you really have to be in the mood to watch something that you want to engage with. Like you have to be in like, all right, I have some time to set aside. I'm in a mood to watch this versus like you're like, you know, when you're tired in bed at night, you're like, I'm going to probably fall asleep. I'll just throw on something I've seen before and or some fluffy shit that I won't really it that won't engage my brain so that I can actually fall asleep versus like I'm sitting down to watch, you know, I got two hours. I'm going to sit down to watch this movie that I really want to watch. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you know. Haven't gotten around to it, but I will definitely God, at some I point if I ever. If that was how I engage with media. Um, yeah, so somebody posted this. Uh, so uh, Ben Lowe is back together again. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer, <laughs> we're Jennifer back. Is the, is the official. Somebody posted a meme, like somebody had taken like a, a paparazzi long lens photo of the two of them in an SUV together. And somebody like captioned it, right? And it was like, Ben, can you put on some music? Just anything, but and then it, it, the next panel is <laughs> is says drop kick Mur- drop kick Murphy's play. <laughs> like it's always been his favorite song, and she's like, "Hey, just don't play that." What's oh god damn it! Right. So somebody somebody replied to that meme with Christopher from The Sopranos putting on the the Departed soundtrack. He's riding an SUV with Tony. And he's like, "Oh, this Departed soundtrack's fucking killer," and. <laughs> If you haven't watched the show, you won't know why that's like a huge pivotal moment <laughs> in the show. Uh, and if you have, you know what that one meme is implying about the other meme of Benifer Benlo. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess Anthony Matarulo, you know, from you're, you're from where again? You live in what state? Well, now I live in Connecticut, but I live Connecticut. in New York. You used to live, right? Yeah, you're fucking New Yorker. Uh, you're not going to get that joke. You're not going to get the impact of it. Uh, and th- it does have a, a huge impact uh, on the show. I'm assuming um, somebody in that scene gets killed immediately afterwards. Is the, I is can't the vibe tell I'm you picking. that. No, I, you no, have I don't, to watch it. I don't want you, you have to, to watch me. the I'll fucking watch show. Um, <sighs> you're, just, you're just spitting in the face of your heritage by not watching <laughs> The Sopranos every single I day. Know. Andrew Cuomo be fucking flipping out if he found out. Oh, I guarantee he's never pironi. watched it. He's never watched it because he would fucking 
see what a caricature he's been all this time might have some uh, self-reflection. You know, Ital- Italians have no self-reflection. Re- Italians really are like that. Like I, you know, I, I it, yeah, I don't think that would, I don't think that would affect him one way or another. Although, again, yeah, I'm sure he probably hasn't. There's hasn't literally, there's literally a Sopranos episode where people are protesting a Columbus statue. And like Tony's gang goes to like beat them up. I've seen this. I've seen that meme from it. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Hey, it's a um, fuck, fucking art imitating life right there. They're not kidding though. The Departed soundtrack is is a fucking banger. I, I do love. I know it's overplayed and as much of a meme as it is. That is a, that song when it came out was fucking killer. Uh, Shipping up to Boston by Dropkick Murphys. Oh, it's just it's every racist's favorite song. I swear. <laughs> hey, come on. They, that's not their fault. That don't blame don't blame the city of Boston just because it happens to be a. Fucking... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blame the city of Boston for being the most racist city. No, no, no. They are. I'm Sorry. saying don't or, or I should say don't blame the Dropkick Murphys for the city of Boston. Boston. They did. They just no, I blame write a Boston killer. for the Dropkick Murphys. That's it's the <laughs> other way around there. So, Damn. anyways, Scorsese. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Okay, yeah. So uh, obviously, this episode is going to be, you know, a pretty serious uh, episode. We're going to be talking exclusively about Israel Palestine. Situation. We gotta talk about. We gotta talk about the horse. <laughs> yeah. So you sent me a clip. I haven't actually watched this yet, but the uh, apparently, the, so the I guess the Kentucky Derby winner from what I and again I don't follow fucking horse racing because it's uh, ridiculous. Right. But what's to follow? Right. What, like, I, I don't understand like how like people who aren't like rich southern plantation owners are like oh i love watching the kentucky derby i love you know like whatever i mean i'm not gonna like hate on you and say it's like what i i, it, I don't get it put it that way it's it, to me it's the same as nascar it's, I just don't it's get a bunch it. of white people dress up in their sunday best and they go bet on horses who are abused their entire lives to run as fast as they can right uh and these little tiny men who ride on them and which is also very bizarre it's, it's just it's like so bizarre the whole thing the only interesting thing about horse racing is like the fucking weird ass names they give horses that are like a run-on sentence right right you know right like, well yeah and i yeah i just i don't get it i, I it, it just has the vibe of like you, you imagine a lot of the people that would be that are that bet on the, the horse races would be the same people that would be like Betting on Mandingo fights in the eighteen hundred, like you know, it just has that very weird. Oh, they feel do it. it. Yeah, they do that shit, and it's it's like you know where you have a, a a scene take place between like you know a covert government agent and like a lawyer have to meet somewhere, you know, in a movie that takes place in the sixties <laughs> right, or the seventies. They, you know, they both like, meet at the track, fucking like JFK, basically. You know, like the, but I, yeah, right. Got to meet at the racetrack for just you know, so there's like a visual tension to the seen other than just talking <laughs> over the phone Ridiculous. um so um, yeah the guy who owns the horse who just won the kentucky derby uh he got interviewed on fox news because uh they they test the horses for doping because you know the horses <laughs> they they like to you know between their hooves take a little syringe and shoot up uh you know steroids or whatever right uh yeah, yeah again like they're they're being drugged against their will they're right, being forced to race against their will. beyond just the general barbarism of forcing them right. to race for your amusement they also yeah pump right. them with people drugs say like and... oh well they love to run it's like yeah they do love yeah, to in run a fucking not field. in a cage and not <laughs> for money and not where they're forced shoulder to shoulder 
to you know crash into each other, break a leg, and then they shoot them. That's right. not like how on the they beaches like of run. North Carolina where they're fucking wild, not like in your fucking stable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, okay, exactly. So anyway, the, they test the horses after they race just to make sure they didn't dope them up like right before the race. <laughs> right. And uh, apparently, the winner uh, didn't didn't pass. So here is the the owner. The owner you can own a horse. It's, a, it's you own it. It's your slave. Uh, commenting on the fact that his horse failed the doping test on Fox News. Will you run uh, Medina Spirit this weekend in the Preakness? I know you've said that, but um, they're going to have a meeting tomorrow um, down there at that race. No, actually, they're uh, they're on their way right now. They're in a they're in a van. They're, they're they should arrive this afternoon, and we're definitely planning on running them. I'm actually I'm going to run two horses. Okay, Bob, here's my understanding. They were going to have the draw today for the Preakness, and they've kicked it back until tomorrow. Um, you have another review. Those results may not be available for several weeks. So the Preakness goes down this weekend. The Belmont is here in New York four weeks from now. I, I don't know if we have final results even before the Belmont is done, but your plan is to race in the Preakness. Is there a chance they may punt and not allow Medina Spirit to run this weekend? Well, I haven't heard anything uh, officially. They haven't told me anything. Uh, I know when Churchill Downs came out with that statement, that was pretty harsh. And um, I think they had to just, you know, it, it's, you know, with all the noise going out, out, you know, we live in a different world now. This this America is different. And uh, this it was like a cancel culture kind of a, a thing. So they're reviewing it. I haven't been told anything. Um, uh, we're prepared to run. Uh, I can't see but, that. But under the rules, <laughs> does your team get to review the results? Fox News guy's not buying or it. is that left with the horse officials? No, it, it goes, it's, there's a long process. There'll mm -hmm. be a split sample, and then there'll be a hearing. And this it's going to take months. This is going this isn't done within a week, and uh, it, 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 it's a long period. But, but, you, you, but you're here to say that Bob Baffert's team did not cheat to win the Kentucky Derby. We did not cheat to win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> you just that's I love that's just like the go to like uh like trigger word for for boomers is like he just knows like all he has to do is say the words cancel culture and all the idiots that watch Fox News will immediately right they, they be sit out up right in their chair and they're like what, what? cancel culture <laughs> there was a tweet uh in the replies to that video it said in the good old days Americans just shrugged when a trainer doped his horse before a high stakes race that America understood winning was everything not sportsmanship not animal welfare cheating was american as apple pie <laughs> <laughs> God damn. All right. Well, that's a good palate cleanser for the 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 really fucking infuriating and depressing episode uh, that we're going to have because, you know, obviously uh, what's going on right now in Cheek like, Shira. Subscribe, by the way, everyone. Yeah. 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 yeah before we before we depress and anger you. Um, yeah. So obviously what's going on in, in Cheek Shira, which is, I guess, the name of a neighborhood in East Jerusalem, um, which you know is is Palestinian territory in the the apartheid state of Israel uh is right now they're just they're just working overtime to quote unquote evict as many uh residents from their homes as possible to put fucking settlers in there and uh, you know and again I don't know no I don't think there's like an a exact idea of what 
precipitated this push, but I mean, a lot of people are supposing that. I can tell you. No, you, okay. Let's. <clears throat> Yeah, Netanyahu's trial started. That's well, yeah, that's that's. I was gonna say a lot of people are supposing that Netanyahu knows that uh, his insanely <clears throat> fascist, racist country uh, will all rally to his fucking support if he just makes a real hardcore push to uh, murder as many Palestinians as possible. Uh, and that yep, yep. seems to be what's happening. You know, right now it's Ramadan, which is the holiest month in all of uh, Islam, and you know this whole thing really looks like it kind of kicked off when uh the idf just started uh brutalizing worshipers at um this mosque in in east jerusalem which is like the most uh one of the most holy i, I think this thing is has been there since the year 700 it's older than notre dame this mosque and they just you know there's video they just come in they start brutalizing people they shoot off uh concussion grenades and smoke you know it just quote-unquote crowd control on people fucking worshiping like not you know doing anything outside of just the the one thing that they have in their lives that the the, the fucking idf hasn't but stolen from shot them rockets yet. afterward right 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 so then that's uh, that's that's what started this was hamas shooting rockets um that was anything before that there's no that doesn't exist right so then it becomes a clash when people are just des in desperation it, it the, the Hamas firing rockets, quote unquote, uh, which, by the way, have almost never killed somebody like, by, you know, the, you, you and of course you would fucking hear about every single one of the victims if those rockets had actually ever killed somebody. Um, but right. you never fucking hear about that because, again, they're firing well, from a 30 people city. died in Palestine and Israel. Right, right. I mean, who's to know who caused it or who they were, you know? But that's, I mean, you know, just because 28 of those people were in Gaza and only two of them were in Israel doesn't mean we're not going to make sure that those are equated as being the same thing. Right, right. Um, Including nine children, by the way, that the fucking IDF terrorists murdered. Uh, well, according to uh, according to the IDF, those were uh, children killed by Hamas rockets that misfired. And right. they have proof of that somehow. Right. Uh, they just, so, you know, they put these spokespeople out there and they just fucking say anything with with no fucking evidence. Well, and they so, know that that shit works. Like, if you, literally, if you just Google the word Israel, all the tweets that automatically populate in your search results by Google are all, like, from the IDF and from uh, the Jerusalem Times, right? If you type in the word Gaza, you get the exact same fucking results. Well, apparently, like, and, if you know, of course, all the tech giants are in bed with the Israeli, American Israeli lobby. The fucking, uh, my wife was saying she's friends with somebody from Palestine who would literally just be posting stuff and it would be taken down like minutes later from Facebook. Like, they're just deleting any, and, and I saw this at the posts, like, none of them are, you know. Oh, yeah, the, the fucking, the mosque that the Israel set on fire. Right. And then was celebrating Instagram, Facebook banned the name of that mosque from any post or any post they had the name wow. of that because that mosque was now considered to be part of a terrorist organization. That mosque, yeah, right. The mosque that's just that's been there since the year seven hundred and ninety A.D. It, the is, building is, is, is a terrorist. Because right, the building is a fucking Israel terrorist. said so. I, I want to, and again, we're gonna have a lot of audio because because the American, uh, you know, foreign policy apparatus is working overtime to, um, you know, they they can't they can't just be like, yeah, no, it's totally fine what Israel's doing. So they have to do everything they can to, um, co you know, cover for it or deflect blame, et cetera, et cetera. And we're gonna play a lot of audio from that. But I do want to read out this tweet that the IDF sent out 
uh, last night, uh, or well, yesterday, but you know, it was night in Israel. Um, to and and again, this is this is the most mask off fucking thing in the world because this is the shit they're saying behind. You know, this is the shit that they're actually saying, and then you'll hear a totally different message from the uh, American media wing of like the IDF. So here's oh fuck, I just lost it. Okay, so here is the tweet that the IDF sent out. And it says, uh, to the citizens of Gaza, the IDF is striking Hamas weapons stores hidden inside civilian buildings in Gaza. Although Hamas wants to put you in harm's way, we urge you to stay away from Hamas's weapons sites and get to safety. Our goal is only to strike terror. That, that, that's just so mad. Like, yeah, no, we're terrorists. That's all we're trying to do. Is, 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 so like, I, I think what they meant was to strike at terror, but... They didn't word it that way. <laughs> well, they they really, yeah, whoever was writing that really had a, a crisis of conscience in that last sentence because the way they worded it um, is pretty but accurate. But that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're literally, they, they're, they, they do these knock bombs where they drop, like, a grenade on a building, and then if you hear the grenade go off, you have 20 minutes to get out of the building before they drop a 500-pound bomb on the building that collapses the entire building. Right. Hopefully you're not so, sleeping or, you know, had headphones on or something. Right. I mean, obviously well, they it's out grenade, text messages. They, they send text messages to the people in the building too. They're very sophisticated about the civilian targets they bomb. And they say, well, we gave them 20 minutes to get out before we destroyed their homes. Yeah. So, so where are they supposed to go now? You destroyed their home, which they owned who, I mean, you know, and, and to say nothing of the person who owned the building, the landlord, like, are they getting reimbursed for the property they just destroyed? No, of course not. Because no. they, they, if they didn't bomb it, they would have just stolen it anyway with their fucking resettlement crews. Um, no, they. So they, yeah, they uh, they sent out a warning yesterday that they were going to bomb the tallest building in the Gaza Strip, which is a residential building, which is home to 160 families, right? Um, <clears throat> which they just leveled to the ground. You know, no. They did it, it twice, actually. They did it within well, the eight-story building, at also, the end of the day. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just two leveled the two tallest buildings in Gaza, displaced hundreds of people. And, uh, and I, just just to recap real quick, like I don't think people realize like how small the Gaza Strip right. is. It's very small. It's like we're talking about a strip of land that is the size of a city. Uh, I, it, it is comparable to Chicago in that it is sort of a long, like Chicago is kind of like a long strip of land. Right, it's not like a Atlanta where it's like a blob, you know, or Boston's kind of a blob shape. Detroit's kind of a weird trapezoid. Chicago is like very vertically oriented, um, and as is the Gaza Strip, although it's more of an of an angle. But it's it's just when you look at it from space, you can tell that like there's a wall around the whole thing, and everyone is packed in there like sardines. Right? right, and they're not allowed to leave because Israel controls the land and the sea and the every. Uh, you know, air they control right. the airspace, right? So, <laughs> Gaza is 140 square miles. That's like that's a tiny city, <laughs> relatively. Uh, Chicago is 230 square miles by comparison. Gaza has 2.1 million people trapped inside there, and Chicago has 2.7 million. So it's about like a, it's it's like a, almost by scale, uh, like a two thirds uh, size and population version of Chicago. Right. And, right. you know, to to destroy a, a building that's the tallest, you know, the two tallest buildings uh, in the entire 
city, essentially, of Gaza, uh, that's a war crime. That's a war yeah, crime. Yeah. And they, pre- they pre-announce it. They pre-announce they're going to do a war crime, and then they're allowed to go do it by right. us, the United States. Right. We completely propped them up. Um, I, I want to play just to, you know, and we're going to play some audio from the U.S. State Department. Uh, but before I do that, I actually want there's a little piece of audio I want to play that is the. Uh, so in the in, in the kind of weeks leading up to to the, the escalation of tensions by by Israel, uh, they've been working overtime to resettle, quote unquote, resettle people, meaning, you know, forcefully remove them and steal their fucking houses. Uh, in 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 this neighborhood in East Jerusalem, there's actually a video of the the official representative of the of the uh, settlers uh, of of East Jerusalem, uh, and I I want to play the audio from it because the first half is in English, uh, and I'm I'll actually turn the turn the sound off for the second half and translate because it, the the subtitles are on the screen, but I'll play the first half and then I'll tr- translate what he's saying in the second half. Um, it it's really fucking nakedly obvious what they think of Palestinians and how they think of them as, as less than human. So I want to read, I want to play that and then I'll read the, the second half for you. Going to the next, we take house after house. Uh, all this area uh, will be a Jewish neighborhood. We are not finished the job. We are, we are going to the next neighborhood and after that we'll go more our uh, dream that uh, all East Jerusalem uh, will be like uh, West Jerusalem, Jewish capital of Israel. I see this as a continuation of the Zionist project, the return to Zion. It, uh, it is at the Arabs' expense, yes, uh, but our government institutions were also built at the expense of the Arabs who lived here. And so was the state itself. The re- the real bad part he, he doesn't say in English, but because the the, the English part's just for right. the and for this the, is just matter of factly they, right they 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 believe that this land belonged to them before Palestinians who are alive today lived on it, therefore they're trespassing on Jewish land. Now that also is just like such Nazi logic, right? Because the people who are Jewish that live there weren't alive prior to it being their land now either right so right. this this is just this is uh, you know and I, every time you say anything about israel what does netanyahu say what does the idf say oh it's anti-semitism right. that's what that's they the always go-to go to defense right and i was watching jimmy Dore last night max Wimenthal was on and and jimmy asked a question of max who is Jewish, uh, and Jimmy was like, aren't Palestinians Semitic also? And Max's yes. answer didn't really answer his question sufficiently. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look this up. And uh, I kind of fell down a, a rabbit hole of, of information here. So uh, Semites, Semitic people, or Semitic cultures, was a term for an ethnic, cultural, racial group. But it, it, it's not used anymore. Right in in any actual academic discipline, the terminology is now largely obsolete outside of the grouping Semitic language in linguistics. So the the first time that they ever used it to kind of define ethnicity or race was back when like there was a lot more racism going on. So it was first used in the 1770s by members of the 
Gottingen School of History. This biblical terminology for race was derived from the name Shem, which was Hebrew, one of the three sons of Noah in the book of Genesis, together with the parallel terms Hamites and Japhetites. In archaeology, the term is sometimes used informally as a kind of shorthand for ancient Semitic-speaking peoples. And the only time that there was a resurgence of calling Jewish people Semitic was uh, began in 1879. The German journalist Wilhelm Marr began the politi- uh, politicalization of the term by speaking of a struggle between Jews and Germans in a pamphlet called The Way to Victory of Germanism over Judaism. He accused Jews of being liberals, of people without roots who had Judaized Germans beyond salvation. In 1879, Marr's adherents founded the League for Anti-Semitism, which concerned itself entirely with anti-Jewish political action. So the only people who have sort of married the idea that Semitism is is only synonymous with Judaism were people who were rapidly racist and anti-Jew. So the fact right. that like Israel's still trying to kind of like say that, well, Semitism only refers to Judaism are like the most racist Zionist you know, Jews right. on the planet. Well, it sounds so, worse than you're a bigot or you're you're anti-Jew. Right. You know, it, it just but people sounds don't know worse. what the fucking word means. Right. Right. And it, like it, the term the term literally means, you know, a group of languages that all came from the same region. And I'm just going to read off what the Semitic languages are today. Who are the Semitic people who spoke Semitic languages? They include the languages Amharic, Tigrinya, Tigray. Aramaic, Assyrian, Maltese, Hebrew, and Arabic. Hmm. So <laughs> interesting. Well, yeah, because I always thought Semitic just, was just a, a catch-all term for for Arabic. But like, uh, yeah, I guess that that makes more sense. It's just that whole region was the whole was, fucking area. Right. <laughs> it's the whole cradle of civilization. You know, all these ancient languages that are still like it's all of it. They're they're literally it's it's you know I saw a tweet from the Jerusalem. Times uh, talked about how Houthi rebels in Yemen were were chanting anti-Semitic slogans like "Curse the Jew" and "Death to Israel," and I was like, "But they're also Semitic, so how can those things be anti-Semitic? They're not anti-Semitic. They're anti-Israel, and and you could say curse the Jews. Certainly not saying death to Jews, but uh, in, in light of where they live and who's uh, funding a, a ethnic cleansing in Yemen, you could forgive them for being a little pissed off, right?" Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just really, really gross um, just how, how naked they are about this. But again, you know, Israel was not a country prior to 1948 when they, you know, forcibly fucking stole this land from people who already lay, lived there. Uh, and But, you know, with the assistance of the U.N., uh, which basically just meant the United States exerting their influence, you know, obviously in a post-World War II world where the Jews were obviously extremely, uh, you know, persecuted, to say the least, uh, the answer was not to just give them someone else's fucking land. The answer was to, you know, reintegrate them to the countries they were taken from uh, and, you know, give them, you know, restitution, not, you know, and and also, by the way, the United States could have taken in uh, a lot more fucking refugees, but they were turning them away by the boatloads during World War II, while they were fleeing Hitler, who was still in fucking well, in, power. In the so. idea of Zionism, where it first came from, uh, Theodore Herzl, you know, his, his whole idea was like, let's find a place that's uninhabited for, you know, Jews to have a safe haven. It was never 
supposed to be let's take away land from people other people's fucking land never right. supposed to be dispossession um you know and the idea that like it, oh it has to be the holy land like that was never part of it the whole thing was like you know we're we're a people who have always been dispossessed and our home is wherever we are with each other right you know that was that was a big part of the original idea of zionism and of course uh, that all changed <laughs> once uh you know imperial powers came to, uh, Once we got involved, basically, and we realized imposed, we could have a beachhead in the Middle East. Yeah, Im- imposed the British mandate. Um, so yeah, and and people warned of this. They were like, "Look, if we if you, we keep going down this path, we're going to destroy a lot of people. And we're going to also destroy ourselves in the process." And that has absolutely happened. Where now you have you know thousands of Jewish people dancing and singing in the streets, celebrating a mosque burning. Yeah, which I, we saw a video of today. Yeah, like, it's a, not it's not just Netanyahu. This is literally like when you conscript every single person to have to, you know, who who's an Israeli citizen to have to serve in the military, Jewish Israeli citizen. Uh, you know, that that kind of indoctrination, you know, where where people just openly, you know, going to rallies holding signs saying, you know, we support apartheid. Like they embrace that word. That's not the, right. this is, and this is this is like 90% of the country. There are of course groups like Jewish Voices for Peace. Um, you know, the Jewish people in America overwhelmingly are opposed to what Israel is doing. Um, but in Israel, it's like, oh, like you know, 10 to 1 people it's, are in favor right. of, of this system of ethnic cleansing and genocide. And, you know, despite that, our government, our fucking flunkies in Western media and the State Department are like, oh, no, 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 this is, this is just self-defense. This is right. just self-defense. This is not ethnic cleansing. Right. They don't... <laughs> it w- I mean, literally, just imagine, like, if the entire United... If 90% of the United States were, like, fucking, like, far-right lunatics who all supported, like, you know, people to the right of Donald Trump. Like, that's what, that's what happens when you... Like you said, when you conscript your entire youth population, men and women, you know, Gal Gadot, famously a fucking IDF, you know, uh, uh, genocider, but when she was younger, um, and I'll read a statement from her later, but... Um, oh, yeah, she was trending today. Yeah, she's, you oh, know, she's I'll, still I'll trending now. now. I'll read it she's now, because she, right yeah, I, I tweeted about it, and I'm sure I'm going to get banned for it, but I don't really give a shit. Um, okay, so this is this is her statement. Um, and by the way, she's such a fucking coward. She turned the replies off. She, uh, you know, made it uh, people she can mention can reply. And obviously she didn't mention anyone in the tweet. So therefore, nobody can reply. Um, but this is her statement about the the forceful evictions and then, you know, brutalization and, and bombing and murder of uh, defenseless Palestinians. Uh, my heart breaks. My country is at war. I worry for my family, my friends. I worry for my people. This is a vicious cycle that has been going on for far too long. Israel deserves to live as a free and safe nation. Our neighbors deserve the same. I pray for the victims and their families. I pray for this unimaginable hostility to end. I pray for our leaders to find the solution so we could live side by side in peace. I pray for better days. Our neighbors, our fucking neighbors, this fucking... The, the, so the audacity I, I yeah. in the hashtag. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw several uh, accounts tweeting about this that uh, Brie Larson unfollowed Cal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, Brie, if that's true, you, you have slightly redeemed yourself. But if that's also, true, I take back everything mean I've ever said about her terrible acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also saw that um, 
Uh, Nat Poe, Natalie Portman was also uh, had, like partially trending in there too because Natalie Portman, I, I believe, is Jewish and has she also is, always really been very good about speaking out uh, in defense of Palestine and right. has always framed it as a human rights disaster, you know, and has talked openly about the occupation, which if everyone, you know, like AOC can't even talk about the occupation. You no. know, she'll talk about like the, the these evictions in one neighborhood being abhorrent, but um, Rashid Tlaib also, every fucking, like I'm, I'm subscribed to like all tweets and retweets from AOC and Rashida, and Rashida's just been on fire the last week or so. Um, just nonstop tweeting about this thing. She's the only one who has any courage on this subject, honestly, because she is Palestinian. She, it would be she, she could. I don't think she could live with herself if she didn't, you know, speak up. I'm sure to her political wow. detriment. But um, yeah, you know, it, it's just it's it's really disgusting to see that the the Democrats and the you know the the Democratic Party in America respond to this situation. I, I do want to play some audio here. I want to play first this audio from um, Ned Price. <laughs> who is, uh, I, I guess, the uh, State Department secret press secretary or representative, uh-huh. um, you know, being questioned regarding the situation uh, in, in, in East Jerusalem. So here, let's play his audio uh, from his press conference, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We're speaking of the principle of self-defense. Uh, we no, certainly... I'm asking if you think that the principle of self-defense applies to the retaliatory the, the, the airstrikes that they're conducting in response. Matt, this to is the... a very fluid situation. I, w- I would hesitate to uh, comment on operations beyond you know the rocket fire that uh, is clearly targeting innocent civilians uh, in Israel. So I would hesitate to speak to specific operations um, that have just occurred. But the broader principle of self-defense is something um, we uh, uh, we stand by uh, on behalf. Of yeah, but do you think country. that an Israeli military response to the rockets coming in, it, it, that a, a military response to the rockets coming in is covered by this broader rubric of self-defense, right? Uh, self, self-defense self often does uh, uh, authorize the use of force. This, Thank you, Matt. Uh, I want to ask you about East Jerusalem, but let's talk about what you said about the principle of self-defense. Does that in any way apply to the Palestinian? Do they have a right to self-defense? Do Palestinians have a right to self-defense? Uh, I'm, in broadly speaking, Saeed, uh, we believe in the concept of self-defense. We believe it applies uh, to any state. I don't think okay. that. Uh, I, 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 I certainly wouldn't want uh, my words to be construed no, as. I understand. I, I want to ask you. I don't want to harp on this either. But you know, the Israelis killed 13 people just now. You know, including maybe five or six children. Do you condemn that? Do you condemn the killing of children? <laughs> Said, uh, I'm asking, uh, do you condemn uh, the killing of Palestinian children? Obviously, uh, and these reports are just emerging, uh, and I understand, I was just speaking to the team, I understand we don't have independent confirmation of facts on the ground yet, so I'm very hesitant uh, to get into reports that are just emerging. Uh, Obviously, the deaths of civilians, uh, be they Israeli or Palestinians, are something we would take very seriously. Okay. You're going to know as soon as I read what your answer was that there's a big problem with it. You said... Well, not a problem. It just doesn't answer the question. We believe that it, meaning the right to self-defense, applies to any state. Well, you see the problem, right? Yes? Do you want to... Do you regard Palestine as a state? I wasn't referring... Do you think that... Do you... You you, you don't in the context of the ICC and the UN. So are you saying that you do not... If it applies to any state, are you saying the Palestinians don't have a right to self-defense? 
I, I was making a broader point not attached to uh, Israel or the Palestinians in that case. So if they do, then who are you talking about? Matt, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not, I'm not in a position to, to debate the legalities uh, right. from up here. What uh, our message is one of de-escalation. Right. This guy's such a fucking shit stain. It's unbelievable. I I love that reporter, by the way. Um, was that the same guy? Yes, that was, yes. Was fucking kicking Jen Psaki's fucking face down a flight of stairs when she was. You know, say, saying they that they don't recognize the ICC. Yeah, Matt, you know. something. He, he's he's. A, I think he's an AP reporter. He's fucking great. I I, I wish I, I'll yeah. look it up next time. But yeah, I, I, yeah. He just kept asking her the same question over and over again. She just wouldn't fucking answer. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that guy's great. Um, what a fucking shit stain that guy is. Unbelievable, man. Like just Ned. Oh, Ned. He, he looks like such like a human pimple. Like it just. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm gonna play this this clip from Jen Psaki because this is a good comparison, I think, to to what what fucking needle nose Ned was was just saying in that uh, in that clip about uh, the the U.S. position on it. So let's play this clip from a press conference yesterday, and then we'll talk about it. Since last week, he has directed his team to engage intensively with senior Israeli and Palestinian officials, as well as leaders throughout the Middle East. His team is communicating a clear and consistent message in support of de-escalation, and that is our primary focus. The president's support for Israel's security, for its legitimate right to defend itself, and its people is fundamental and will never waver. We condemn ongoing rocket attacks by Hamas and other terrorist groups, including against Jerusalem. We also stand against extremism that has inflicted violence on both communities. Jerusalem, a city of such importance to people of faith around the world, must be a place of coexistence. It is up to the officials, residents, and leaders to restore the city to a place of calm. Uh, the president and his team will continue to pursue the conditions for diplomacy, dialogue, and de-escalation, and protection of civilians, even as we work together with our friends to deter acts of violence and terrorism. We will also continue to support a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. That is the only way to ensure the just and lasting peace that two peoples have struggled to achieve. We believe Palestinians and Israelis deserve equal measures of freedom, security, dignity, and prosperity, and U.S. Officials in recent weeks have spoken candidly with Israeli officials about how evictions of Palestinian families who have lived for years, sometimes decades, in their homes and of demolitions of these homes work against our common interests in achieving a solution to the conflict. In the coming days, as Muslims gather with family and friends to celebrate Eid uh, and Jews join together to mark the, the beginning of Shabbat, let us affirm that all people of faith deserve to enjoy these important celebrations without fear of violence and work toward peace and calm for all. Wah, wah. You know, the they, they, why she's they already spoken put it candidly. In is because she's not a good liar, and you can hear in her voice that she doesn't believe a single fucking word of what she's reading. Did she? And I didn't hear about that. Neither does fucking Ned. Ned doesn't believe any of that bullshit right. he said. When they say, oh, we're doing everything we can in, in the name of diplomacy to de-escalate, bull fucking shit. Here's a headline from yesterday. The Biden administration's failure to appoint an ambassador to Israel is a serious problem, analyst says. We don't have an ambassador to Israel right now. Wow. 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 So yeah, you think that... Because of that, we're right. running everything through envoys, which are just like, like third-party dignitaries that aren't even attached to the U.S. State Department. That's how... I mean, we have a fucking ambassador to Saudi Arabia right now. Sure, of course. Biden appointed, and we have an ambassador to Iran. 
We have, you know, we we have an ambassador to China, right? We have a new ambassador to Japan named Rob Emanuel, for fuck's sake. I I want to just real quick. I we, we have a clip from Biden from the seventies talking about Israel. Uh, this this is a clip back when he had less hair than he has now, inexplicably. Um, pre pre hair plug Biden. Uh, just just to give you an idea of it's, how Biden really out. feels. I swear it's get out. It's right. like they they sucked the. It's like a Dean John Malkovich type thing, and they just yeah yeah. So this is this is how Biden really feels about Israel. Uh, just so so everything that you hear out of out of the State Department's mouth and out of Jim Psaki's mouth is total bullshit. This is how Joe Biden really thinks of Israel, and see if you think that robotic statement felt more realistic than what he what he's about to say here, and more from the heart. We look at the Middle East. I think it's about time we stop those of us who support, as most of us do, Israel in this body, for apologizing for our support for Israel. There's no apology to be made. None. It is the best $3 billion investment we make. Were there not an Israel, the United States of America would have to invent an Israel to protect her interest in the region. The United States would have to go out and invent an Israel. Just, just total mask off. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't lay it out any more plainly. Right there, Israel exists so that the United States has a fucking sphere of influence in the Middle East. That's the only reason it exists. It is basically another fucking U.S. territory. So therefore, nothing they do is ever wrong, and we will never support anyone that stands against Israel. We will always take Israel's side, no matter what atrocity they commit. That's exactly what Joe Biden was saying there. And that's exactly what he's doing as president right now, despite all the fucking flowery language and rhetoric that you hear out of his fucking press, you know, secretary. I just saw this. This is a parody headline. Uh, Woman with BLM in her bio, (laughs) unsure where she stands on ethnic cleansing in Palestine. (laughs) Oh man! Did you see that other fucking uh, onion head uh, headline that get people shat their pants over? I, I have the uh, the headline here. Um, IDF soldier recounts harrowing heroic war story of killing eight month old child. Oh yeah, which, which people people oh. lost their minds about. The, the 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 body of the article too is really um, just really fucking biting satire. I want to read that out because I thought I thought it was really good uh, sat- satirical work. And by the way, the IDF. Uh, tweeted in response to this. If anyone knows who wrote this piece at the Onion, please DM us. There, we will. We, you know, we have a reward for anyone that that can identify the author of this piece. Oh, that's so, that's encouraging. Yeah. Right, that's not fascist. Here, at here's all. another one uh, from the Onion headline here: uh, Palestinian family who lost home in airstrike takes comfort in knowing this all very complicated. <laughs> here, I want to read. The, I want to read the body of this this little Onion, like the first paragraph of this yeah. Onion article. Um, Describing the terrifying yet valiant experience to his fellow battalion members, Israeli Defense Forces soldier Yassi Sadan uh, recounted Tuesday his harrowing heroic war story uh, of killing an eight-month-old Palestinian child during a violent attack against protesters. Quote, it was a heart-pounding experience. There was smoke and gunfire all around me, and I made a split-second decision to hurl that canister of tear gas at the encroaching infant cradled in her father's arms. 
uh, said Sedan to the group of odd soldiers, describing the chills that went up and down his spine as he realized that all he had was his M16 assault rifle and some tear gas to defend himself against the unarmed Palestinian family standing only dozens of yards away. Uh, I could see the whites of the baby's eyes and hear her terrifying cries, and I knew it was either her or me. And this wasn't some newborn infant, you know. This was a baby who probably could sit up independently. I was scared, but I had to quickly to throw the t- to throw that tear gas at her older sister. Uh, and who knows how many lives I saved when I shot the woman trying to help her. Uh, at press time, Sadan's battalion commander informed him that he was submitting his name for the Medal of Valor, the IDF's highest honor. So yeah, th- th- people shit their pants over that because that's super on the nose. Um, but, you know, and again, it's it's satire but it's not really satire because this is actually what's fucking happening um and i got another banger from the onion here uh japan ambassador rama Emanuel asks new hosts for best black site recommendations <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's fucking great all right so i i have a couple just a couple uh other audio clips here from uh there, there's this guy, uh, Muhammad Al-Kurd, I believe his name is. He is a writer. He lives in East Jerusalem. He's Palestinian. He is currently, you know, in the middle of this of, of neighborhood, Shikharah, where uh, people are, you know, his home is slated for eviction, quote unquote, meaning they're, they're going to steal his fucking house from him. He was just him. evicted from his home this morning, oh, by the man, way. That sucks. He's been, he's been reporting live on the ground for the last several days with mainstream media. Uh, we're going to play some clips of him. Uh, he was just um, forced from his home at gunpoint. Um, no doubt, I'm sure they moved it up because they've seen him on American television destroying his fuck their fucking talking points. Um, yeah, I have a couple clips, and you know, obviously, he speaks uh, really good English. So he was he was asked by a couple. You know, I was surprised actually to see CNN, MSNBC uh, have him on. But I mean, I guess it's just so right fucking well, blatant. I mean, they can't. No, normally, they don't let anyone uh, right who is suffering under this this siege that Israel is waging ever talk on the media. I mean, the the building that the uh, this residential building, the last one. Uh, residential tower that Israel just bombed was also the headquarters for at least nine different independent media organizations in Gaza. So that's not an accident. They're targeting journalists. All right. So I'm going to play a couple of clips here from Mohammed. Um, if our, or if our audio holds up, because it seems to be booting me off multiple times on the last it's two minutes. Fucking IDF is, is listening to us record live. <laughs> It, so yeah, just for transparency's sake, it, this happens often with 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 my internet and with the the kind of board soundboard I use. But um, it's never happened this often, and I'm not being one of those lunatics who's like, "Oh, but the, my tweets are being shadow banned." But it is just very odd how quickly it's it's booting us off as I try to play these clips. But here, okay, so here's the audio from uh, Muhammad on MSNBC. What do you make of how the U.S. and the international community has responded to what is happening to your family? They are saying. It's it's not my it, it didn't cut us off. It's just stop playing in the middle of the clip. Um, come on, it's not even giving me that little like the little circles that say it's loading. It just literally pauses in the middle of the clip. What are you playing it off of right now? My phone on Twitter. Okay. It it you know it's weird. The timestamp is still moving, but their faces are frozen. Okay. Well, I I mean just just. 
close down the app and restart the app. Yeah, on it's your phone. Just, hang on. This is fucking bizarre. Come on. It's not loading at all. Hang on. Let's try it again. I don't think it's happening. Because if I if I connect to Wi-Fi, I'm worried it's going to boot us off of this again. I'm trying to do this with just my data. Which it, I have three bars. It should be fine. Oh, wait. Wait, mm -hmm. wait. Here we go. What do you make of how the U.S. and the international community has responded to what is happening to your family? They are saying, the spokesperson for the State Department is saying today that you have a right to safety and security while Israel has a right to self-defense. What do you say to U.S. officials in the international community? The United States has waged more wars than there are Hamas members. Um, yeah. I don't wait for the United States to tell me what constitutes as self-defense and what not constitutes as self-defense. Um, that is not where my moral compass stems from. Um, I don't think the, the, the United States is in position, giving all of the genocides and wars it's partaking in, to say something about who has a right to self-defense. What I know is that a military occupation that we're living in is excruciatingly violent. A siege that we're living under is excruciatingly violent. And that is the aggressor. That is the occupier. That's what started all. That's fundamentally fundamentally what started the so-called conflict. All right, Mohammed. Yeah. Um, fucking spot on. Um, you can see why they had to get this guy off of television as soon as possible. I, I, I just I want to press our luck. I have one more clip of him from CNN that I want to play. Sure quickly just to make sure we get it in here before we get booted off the air again grown up with what you've called the anxiety of dispossession yep, it's frozen hang on come on You've written very powerfully about being 11 and remembering this incident that I spoke about, uh, about these settlers coming to your home and, 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 and taking half of it. How does it feel to have grown up with what you've called the anxiety of dispossession? It feels familiar because this is what every Palestinian feels like under um, the crushing things of Israeli colonialism in Palestine. My grandmother was thrown out of her home in 1948 in Haifa, and she was thrown out again in 1967, and again in 2009 when Israeli settler organizations colluding with the Israeli state took over half of our home. And this is my second time being dispossessed from my family, should they go ahead and do it to me. It's scary, but it also has a name. It's settler colonialism, and it's apartheid, and it's the fact that these settler organizations are working together with the state to exploit the law to dispossess Palestinians. Uh, what would you like from the international community? There has been a response by many uh, to the situation your family is in right now. Uh, what, what would you like to hear, especially from the new Biden administration? 
Well, you know, I think the myths of self-defense and both sides are growing more and more penetrable. People are being able to see through these myths and call an occupation for what it is and call an aggressor for what it is. And this is what, what we're going under, what, what, we're, what we're facing in Sheikh Jarrah, in Jerusalem, in the Gaza Strip, in Lid, um, is colonial violence. And it's only allowed because both the state and the settlers know they have impunity. The settlers are emboldened by an apartheid state that allows them to open carry in Palestinian neighborhoods. And the state is, an embold is emboldened by an international community that refuses to call it out for what it is, that allows it to target, to intentionally target civilian neighborhoods in the Gaza Strip and massacre 24 Palestinians, including nine children, without facing any consequences. I don't expect much of the Biden administration, knowing that Ned Price refused to even condemn the killing of nine Palestinian children, tells me all I need to know. Obviously, I would like the international community to hold Israel accountable under international law. But I also hope free people of the world do their part to push their governments. Yeah. So you could see why they had to prioritize him at the top of the eviction list because he's speaking way too much fucking truth on American television. Uh, and really in an unprecedented way that you that you hear from an actual Palestinian voice like that. Um, you know, just just nakedly laying out what has been going on and the fact that Israel is a fucking settler colonial state. It has no reason to exist. I mean, it, it, it where it is currently, um, it was fucking put there in 1948. This isn't ancient history. This was, you know, that I, I looked this up. Paul McCartney was seven years old when the state of Israel was established, you know, violently by, you know, by UN. Oh, so uh, it's Paul's fault. It's all, it's all Paul McCartney's <laughs> No, it, it, it is McCartney's. But I'm saying, like, this is not fucking ancient history. This is, like like you said, there were people... Helter Skelter was actually, if you play it backwards, <laughs> it was a manifesto for the destruction there, of Palestine. Right. I mean, there are people, like you, like you said, there are people who are fucking living there now who uh, were there when, when it was still fucking Palestine. Like, you know, it, it, it's just insanity. And... He in another interview, he uh, Muhammad spoke about how his 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 grandmother was fucking lived there and, and was uh, forcibly evicted in 1948. You know, and, and during the first Arab-Israeli war, um, and you know, really quick, I, I I didn't like I knew broad strokes what's happening, you know, there, but um, I want to talk quickly about the town of of uh, oh, oh my god, what is the name of it here? Uh, Lid, yeah, Lid, L Y D D. Um, so the Israeli mayor, uh, of Lid says he's lost control of the town. There are street battles between the Jewish Israelis and Palestinians. Uh, a state of emergency was declared there for the first time in 66 years. And Netanyahu has ordered 16 units of Israeli border police units, uh, to Lid. Um, Lid, uh, was the site of the Lid death march, which in 1948, uh, during the Arab Israeli, uh, conflict, uh, 50,000 Palestinians were forcibly uh, expelled from their homes as European settlers murdered, raped, and pillaged their way through the surrounding area. Yeah. It's called the Nakba, by the way. Yeah. Many, uh, many died of dehydration, obviously, and heat exhaustion with nowhere to go. Um, the, the site of one of the most horrific, you know, crimes in all of, in all of, you know, <laughs> Israeli history. Um, it, it, it's fucking amazing to me. And again, I'm not, you know, it, the human brain responds in, in really interesting ways to, to trauma and to, to violence and to tragedy. And, you know, the, the, the tragedy and the violence and the horrific nature of the Holocaust uh, 
uh, would traumatize any group of people. I mean, you know, no question, but I just, you know, I, I can't imagine ever utilizing that as justification for inflicting a similar level of atrocity on another group of people. Like, oh, it, it's it, what we've done for all of human history. It, it, um, it just fucking boggles my mind that you, you know, would they turn immediately Israel's to doing even that. Get all their weapons from America. They get all of their all of their uh, all of their uh, uh, navy okay. boats that they like to to use to harass uh, Gazan fishermen. Uh, and shoot missiles from to blow up kids playing uh, volleyball on the beach. Um, they get all those from Germany. Germany gives them their navy, you know. And there was I, I don't know the guy's name, but he was on uh, doing interviews yesterday. So this guy said, you know, how long do Palestinian children have to pay the price for the crimes of Germany against right. Jews in World War II? Right, right, because that's always the excuse. Well, we can't let it happen again. Like, but you're making it happen again. You're, you're doing it. You're doing it. Your fucking selves. You're doing. You're becoming what you fucking were victims. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, exa- stupid Batman quote. Yeah, no, I know. It, it's it's funny because it's such a fucking terrible bit of writing from what is Chris. Again, you know, not to bear Chris Nolan because I love his movies, but terrible dialogue most for the most part uh just you can't it, say that until you've seen dunkirk motherfucker i'm not gonna fucking rest until you've seen fucking Dunkirk. i know i know i'll see it but i'm just generally speaking his his movies have the characterization the dialogue outside of like uh i thought you know interstellar was really good uh but even some of the dialogue in that movie is pretty fucking rotten. But re- regardless, uh, that quote is 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 unfortunately very apt, uh, very on the nose. But um, yeah, I just I just don't fucking I can't I, I I can't understand it. I really can't understand it. And I'm sure that's going to be a controversial statement. Uh, you know what I said earlier, but like I I, I just um, I I can't imagine using. An atrocity, which was a fucking major atrocity. I mean, one of the maybe the world's worst atrocity to justify carrying out a smaller scale version of that on a completely different group of people. Like, I, I just can't imagine doing that. I, I don't. I mean, we're doing it. No, I <laughs> just, right? I just, it, and again, uh, again, it's, it, just, if, it's, it, it's, it's because there's a strategic advantage to it, right? Right, you're protected from criticism, right? And you know, it's it's where most senators get like about a quarter of their campaign contributions is from APAC. You know, and and even Bernie is like, oh, I don't I don't support BDS. You know, right. he's the furthest left senator we've ever had, and probably ever will have in our lifetimes. And even he doesn't support a peaceful economic boycott of a country that's committing horrifying atrocities committing right. genocide and he still kind of like uses i mean he again he had so, one of the better statements but he still has to be like oh well i condemn the rocket attack like no you don't need right. to fucking do that the, the because, rocket attack that left a fucking pockmark in the side of a building right um you know and then they've got this whole iron dome bullshit thing where they pretend that like hundreds of rockets were taken out with other rockets like it, it it's it, democracy now did a great uh investigative bit on it's like fake right it doesn't really work it's fake right it's It's like shooting a bullet with another bullet it's fucking like you the only way you can shoot down a missile with another missile is if it's a fucking ballistic missile and it's like miles up in space and you have a shitload of time to track it down with another heat-seeking missile right Right, the rockets that Hamas is firing are shoulder-mounted rockets they're like a little fucking you know it's like you load it into a 
fucking right. little, uh, you know, PVC pipe on your shoulder, and they can they have a range of about ten miles max, right? And you can't no aim targeting it. It just, whatsoever. Right, you point it in a direction, it fires, and it flies along the ground with as much fuel as it has, and when it runs out of fuel, it falls and it hits the ground, and sometimes blows up, and sometimes doesn't. Right. You know these these are. Rockets that are so small that they like smuggled them into Gaza through you know underground tunnels the way the Viet Cong would do, you know these are not sophisticated weapons by any means, and but any time that Hamas fires one, they'll sound air raid sirens throughout the entire nation of Israel to get the entire country to think that they're under you know imminent peril, <laughs> well, even though it's like literally it's like one in a hundred thousand. Chance percent right. chance it would hit you, and that's only if you're within like literally six miles of the border, right? right. Which is almost all farmland where very few people live, right? And did you see that video of the of the guy who was? I don't know if he was an actor or just like so broadly traumatized by that fake, you know, uh, threat level that that the Israeli government puts out. But it, it was this Israeli guy like ducking for cover with his son because the air raid siren was going off. And he's like, oh, there's a rocket coming. And you literally like hear like birds chirping in the background. And like, no, there's not even an explosion in the, but like, there's nothing happening. It's just, right. and he it, it, it was just very like phony sounding in the video. It, it was and either an is, actor or just like a. Complete... Right. And this is how the, the Western media portrays the conflict is that Israel is, is, you know, the victim and is constantly at risk. And I had an interaction with a, a reporter on Twitter yesterday that was very telling in how much they don't realize how biased they are. And this was a guy named Mike Valerio, and he is uh, the White House Justice and Election Security Reporter for the Washington, D.C. CBS TV affiliate. Hmm. So election security reporter. So you can just imagine he's reported a lot on how Russia hacked our (laughs) election. Right, right. You can just imagine his beat. Right. So that right there tells me the guy's full of shit. Right. Um, and his banner photo on Twitter is him standing in front of a war- World War II cannon, right? So already he's like, you know, he's, he clearly has a pro-military bias. Right. And his tweet was about a colleague of his. Her name is Hadas Gold. So she's Jewish. Uh, and he's it's a, he posted a screenshot of her. Uh, from CNN, and she is a, a a CNN. She's CNN's Jerusalem correspondent, so she's embedded in Israel, reporting on behalf of Israel with the IDF. I assume, like she's like embedded with like right. right. And so the the she's um so he tweeted out, my old friend Hadas Gold is reporting live from a bomb shelter in Ashkelon as violence escalates. She's the picture of calm and objectivity under unbelievably relentless pressure. So already right there, like, she's the victim who is under pressure from, I would assume, he's implying Hamas is the Like, it's, like it's the here. fucking blitz, Blitzkrieg. Like, they're sheltering right. from, like, yeah, insanity. Insanity. But so yes, continue. uh, he, he continues, Hadas is on CNN now for a window into what's unfolding as night falls. You know, hashtag Israel, hashtag Palestine. So this is a CNN reporter reporting, uh, you know, from Ashkelon, which is 13, uh, I believe, 13 kilometers from Gaza. Uh, and is uh, allegedly where two people were killed by Hamas rockets, even though Hamas rockets uh, don't go nearly that far. 
I looked this up. And the so the the you know the crawler the the Chiron uh, on CNN from the screenshot he posed posted says explosions in Tel Aviv after residential tower destroyed in Gaza. So I replied to this guy Mike Valerio. I said, Mike, who destroyed the residential tower? <laughs> you know, like uh, right. I I, I want to know question. more information. Like a tower was destroyed in Gaza. Who did that? And he re- he replied. Reporting from a conflict doesn't mean taking a side, obviously. You asked him a pretty simple question. I don't understand I, I how said, that was taking I a side. Said, how is it, I, so I replied to him, I said, how is it taking a side to report who committed this violence? <laughs> By not reporting who has committed this violence, you are taking that side. Right. And, right. And so, I mean, he's he's like, he's posting a, an image of his colleague, who is a Jewish woman, reporting for CNN from Israel in a bomb shelter, saying how brave she is under this relentless pressure. Just naked propaganda. Right. And and, and says, uh, oh, we're not taking sides. It, you know, when I asked him, you know, the very unbiased question, who destroyed the tower? Well, we don't report who destroyed the tower, but you're... <laughs> that's fucking insane. That's just purely to say. And but like this is the lies they tell themselves, thinking, "Well, I'm not biased. We're not I'm not biased. a bad person. I'm not supporting the fucking villains in the story. I'm no. you know I'm just reporting this, on the this story." Is, this is the State Department saying, "Well, we support de-escalation while we're arming and funding one side and not the other, <laughs> while we're supporting the only side who is escalating." Like, how do you fucking say you support de-escalation when you are supporting the fucking? side of the conflict that is escalating the fucking so, palace yeah yeah again ned price and jen saki fucking pasaki what's the fucking what's the fucking uh pastry shit that uh polish people eat in like like around easter uh, well it, it it's, it's pronounced punchki but it's spelled paxi yeah that's so. what i always fucking think of when i see her name is 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 that um Anyway, same way, like, same way uh, uh, Italians not call idiots. Yeah, like they know they're lying, and right. they're not comfortable. Like they don't. They, even the people telling the lies can't fucking palate it anymore. You know, and that's how that's how naked it is. That's how well, just completely unabashedly uh, horrific this all is. Is that like you know the old lies haven't worked for a long time. When I can watch people being murdered on twitter and the you know see thousands of jewish people cheering their murders you know like there's there's nothing that the state department can say to hide that no well you know who has no problem still lying on behalf of israel is andrew yang uh who is currently the front runner for the the mayoral uh seat that bill de blasio is vacating um, and I, I really hope that's going to change, but he still is like, you know, pretty significantly ahead in most of the polls and the guy trailing him in second, like is, I, I, I'm again, I'm not following. So not to be insensitive, but I guess he has some kind of a sex scandal or like a harassment. So it, it, it's it not, there's no good situation right now in the New York city mayoral race. Why um, can't anyone in New York just, why can't, fuck, why can't Cynthia, you be normal? Just, we had Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> fuck. And, well, and there's a great candidate in the mayoral race, Diana Morales, who's polling like fifth. And she's like an actual fucking... She's the only one of the mayoral candidates I saw that came out against uh, what Israeli is doing right now and calling it apartheid. And, you know, but of course, she's never going to fucking win. Um, 
But yeah, I want to read out Andrew Yang's statement because this was maybe the grossest statement yesterday in a series of gross statements by by Democrats in the media. Um, this and is by the just way, after yeah. this is after Israel just killed right twenty eight civilians, right, including immediately after Israel killed twenty eight civilians in one day. Andrew Yang says this. Yeah. Uh, I'm standing with the people of Israel who are coming under bombardment attacks and condemn the Hamas terrorists. The people of New York City will always stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel who face down, uh, who face down terrorism and persevere. That's it. That's the whole statement. Nothing. Yeah, he, he's speaking on behalf of, of which New Yorkers? Right. All New Yorkers. Right, right. right. Never mind the fact that there was maybe the biggest uh, pro-Palestinian rally in in history in new york in new york city history yesterday so in new do, york do you have the clip of uh, a new yorker telling him to his face uh that he can go fuck himself yeah basically? let me try to because there's like there's several he did several events um including one that he had, <laughs> he was asked to not come to an event that he was uh, scheduled for yeah there was a um a a muslim celebrate i forget <laughs> the name of it but there was a muslim celebration part of ramadan right that he had been invited to and after he said that they were like you're uninvited (laughs) right get the the fuck out of here and this is this so this is from one of his many campaign stops because i think the election's pretty soon this is from one of the campaign stops um and and someone confronting him but there again there were several videos like this so here's one of them and saying that it's akin to fascist boycotts of jewish businesses that completely, completely disappoints many Palestinian activists, many Arabs, many Muslims who find the cause to ending the occupation of Palestine by the Israelis, by the Israeli government, absolutely abhorrent. So we wanted to hear if you had any clarifying questions about that. When there are other mayoral candidates who haven't made such comments and who have actually affirmed that we do have the right first, to be yes. First, I, I have never made comments. You compared Palestinians to Nazis. That's what she said. And I have you you compared Palestinians to fascists. I was trying to answer the question. No, no, no. I want to hear the answer. I want to hear the answer. He left. Yes, we need to bring back normalizing. Screaming at politicians. Yelling at fucking Dick Cheney. Telling him to fuck off. You know, going going wherever. Rick Snyder is having dinner and making him throw up on his fucking table. <laughs> um, uh, well, so, and just just for a clarification, I, I don't know if this is what they were referring to, but I, I do want to um, read out. So, when he was running for president, I don't know if you remember this. We I think we covered it at the time, but the New York Times did those those print interviews where they sent all of the candidates that were running for for the the nomination. Uh, the same list of questions, right? And they all like sent in printed answers. Um, so the uh, so one of the questions was: Should all Palestinian refugees and their descendants have the right to return to Israel? Um, and Andrew Yang's answer to the New York Times in print was yes. And so then Eric Weinstein, who I guess is a reporter, uh, quote tweeted that and said, "You need to say more, Andrew." So then Andrew. Uh, responded on his Twitter, Thanks, Eric. It was answered by a staffer who I think misunderstood the question. I believe that Palestinians should have a say in their future, but I do not believe that all refugees and descendants have the right to return to Israel. Appreciate you calling it out. 
It's funny you don't think that people, refugees and descendants, have the right to return to the land of Israel because that's exactly the justification that Israel is using for stealing a bunch of land from people who already fucking live there. You fucking piece these, of shit. These dumbass endorsement questionnaires that that newspapers and and nonprofits like to send to politicians are always like they always get answered by. Uh, by staffers, they're never right. answered by by the actual candidate. And I've you know I've worked on campaigns where I was the one writing the responses to these endorsement questionnaires, and I always would write something uh, that was actually in line with what the candidate thought. Right. You think you'd thoughtful. ask about that hot potato before yeah. fucking just answering? <laughs> like, yeah, and you know, I mean, city politics are, are different than you know national politics sometimes, unless it's mayor of New York, then it's pretty much synonymous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, America. if you listen to, like, the thing about Andrew Yang is that he doesn't, it's not just that he doesn't know anything. He's, he's a fucking it's idiot. That, it's that he doesn't care to know anything. He's not intellectually curious enough to want to know things. So he surrounds himself with people, like Elon Musk does, that reinforce the things he doesn't know. Right. right? That's who and he is. Like, oh, don't, right. don't, don't worry about that. That's, we've got a bunch of rich right-wing Jews that love you and want to give you more money. So say whatever they like, right? See, and that's, this is, that's how New York politics works. That's how that, right. the U.S. Senate works. <laughs> you know, that's why he's so out there. That's why he's so one-sided in that statement because, again, New York City, and for people that don't live in New York, right-wing Jews in New York City are the same constituency as right-wing Cubans in Miami. Like, they are the constituency. Whether they're outsized... Uh, Vote, whether they're an outsized voting block or not, they're the one constituent that that or, like traditional orthodox politics tells you that is a constituency you cannot piss off and you must defer to unquestioningly if you're going to win a seat in New York City or in Miami in the case of you know the right wing Cubans. That is always what the fuck like you will never get a new york city politician on the record unless they're really good and they're never going to get elected like the amaralis uh being critical of israel because that is just like the rule number one in new york well, politics the thing is the they've they've managed to and when i say they i mean you know right-wing new york jews and right-wing uh cuban expatriates in miami right. they've managed to solidify themselves as the, you know as as being the just standard bearer centrist viewpoint for all right. Jews or all Cubans, right? And that's just simply not the case. Right. Now, whether they're a vocal minority or not, that's just how our politics thinks. Like, oh, they speak for all Jews, or oh, they speak for all you know Cubans who have fled uh, a country that banished them for owning slaves. Um, right. And we've just let that be a thing. And we never attack them for their far right fascist viewpoints, right? And that's got to stop. We got to stop being afraid of attacking those people for, you know, getting us into a situation where we're we're funding and arming genocide. Right. And I'm I, I'm guilty of that too. I I always you know I always like you know. Uh, tiptoe around stuff like that because i don't want to be accused of being an anti-semite but it, again that's the the literal tactic of these well now you can tell them now you can tell them that uh, semitism being a semite <laughs> right. is palestinian so israel 
practicing ethnic cleansing is anti-Semitism because Palestinians are Semites. Right. Well, and again, you know, I I think that the the good thing about this is that there's, there's the fucking Netanyahu and the right wing government of Israel are such bloodthirsty fucking maniacs that they can't help but just be as fascist as possible despite the fact that if they just had been doing what they were doing which is a slow ethnic cleansing of palestine they would have gotten away with it and accomplished their goals but they can't wait they just have to fucking accelerate yeah it's it's like a four to six year cycle you know they've they've done this every you know when they remember when they 2014 they did it invaded lebanon right in like 2006 right and killed like twenty five thousand people right right and then everyone was horrified you know and People were posting things on social media, and then it, then it ended finally, and then everyone forgot about it, you know. And then two years later, they invaded Gaza and slaughtered five hundred. You know, this is just that's what they do. Right. It, they always pretend as though it's the fight of their life, and it's always for political means. And they don't reach a tipping point, and finally, the U.S. will be like, "All right, you had a month. Now you're done," and everyone will go back home and forget about it again. Right, and they'll never be held accountable by by. But we. Know. The you know anti-war, anti-imperialist left needs to not forget about it in between these massacres, right? We got to be talking about this all the fucking time, right? And that includes not voting for a politician, whether they're progressive or not, quote unquote, if they don't support BDS. And that includes Bernie Sanders, and that includes AOC, and that includes virtually every politician in D.C. I, we need to pl- make it very clear to them that we will not pledge money, support, or our vote to them if they do not support boycotts, divestments, and sanctions of this fascist apartheid regime in fucking Israel who no, n- will never, ever be held accountable unless they're held accountable on the scale that South Africa was held accountable on, yep. uh, you know, and, and actually force them to do change. Like, that's the only thing that will force them to do change is an actual boycott. Even Margaret Thatcher, who had to be dragged kicking and screaming to support sanctions against South Africa, finally did it once she was pressured hard enough. For once it. there was enough popular support behind, B- yeah, exactly, in the United States there's, and in the. There's UK a hilarious scene, um, you know, amid all, all how awful apartheid uh, South Africa was. The episode that, that like focuses on Thatcher. In uh, in apartheid and and the queen uh, in the series The Crown, which I love, it's a really funny scene where like Thatcher just won't agree to any of the language uh, of like the press statement they're putting out. Like she won't let them use the word sanction or pressure <laughs> or means or measures or like any fucking right. word. And they had to like hire a guy who's like a fucking novelist <laughs> to figure out like the perfect word. So they keep going back to her, and she's like strikes out the word with a red marker. She's like, nope, nope, no. And it's it's. You know, for for cinematic purposes, it's it's really funny, but it's also just like what. That's really probably what, is, what happened, right? You know, oh yeah, it absolutely is because the show is extremely accurate. They did the, a lot of research on it, um, but she finally agrees to it, and then then as soon as she agrees to it, says like, "Well, I'm I've never uh, agreed to any such like she she like tries to dismantle the press statement when she." Is asked about publicly, it by the press, right? Right. You know, but it's like by then it's already done. Like it's right. already they've signed on to it. But another another great series that uh, you'll probably never watch. But uh, <laughs> listen, motherfucker. If I got to put it in order of what you should watch most, uh, I would say Sopranos over The Crown. But they're, they're I, no, both I, I definitely want incredibly to. Incredibly good. Right. Yeah. I um I do want to read out. Uh, 
actually, I don't know if you want to react because my my Twitter seems to be spazzing on me right now. But the uh, sure. the Pelosi statement, because uh, <laughs> speaking of just just fucking completely out of touch uh, politicians who who will never <laughs> be held accountable, uh, Pelosi put out. To? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. And let me scroll up here and. The... Yeah, and th- this statement, I mean, just really fucking egregious, and you know, as to be mm. expected from Nancy Pelosi. But uh, all right, I'll read this out here. Pelosi's statement yeah. on Hamas rocket attacks. So she's not even going to comment on Israel's, you know, laser guided missile bombs blowing up entire blocks. No, this is only a statement, Pelosi's statement on Hamas rocket attacks. Washington, D.C. Speaker Nancy Pelosi issues this statement on the escalating rocket attacks by Hamas. I condemn the escalating and indiscriminate rocket attacks by Hamas against Israel. Israel has the right to defend herself against this assault, which that's just weird to say herself, uh, which is designed to sow terror and undermine prospects for peace. Every civilian death is a tragedy that we mourn. Hamas's accelerating violence only risks killing more civilians, including innocent Palestinians. Again, it's if any Palestinian dies, it's Hamas's fault, not Israel's. Right. Which is like classic, you know, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you making me do this? Remember that cop that fucking dislocated the shoulder, that 73-year-old woman with dementia? Right. You know, in the video, he's like, why are you making me do this? Why are you making me do this? That is exactly the mentality of fascist Israel, is you're making us do this. You're using human shields, and we can't help ourselves. We have to bomb you. So any civilians that die, that's Hamas's fault. She goes on here, Pelosi, uh, or her staffer, who obviously wrote this for her. Uh, the recent inflammatory provocations, including extremist forces in Jerusalem, have exacerbated the situation, and restraint must be shown to de-escalate the crisis. Is she saying there, though, that like there's extremist forces on Israel's side in Jerusalem? Because that's what it kind of sounds like. But I don't think she meant to no, say it. No, I, I just think it was poorly written. Um, but I, but I, I, I'm sure she would be, you know, mortified if she was asked, "Do you mean extremist extremist forces on on Israel's side?" Well, Ted Ted Price when he's asked if uh, Palestinians have the right to self defense, and he literally scoffed, just, Ugh, I, I can't believe you even asked that of me. That I mean, that guy is just the face of American Empire, right? That 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 me, like mealy mouthed fucking like stuttering answer is just yeah. I, I couldn't think of a better representation of of America's you know position on history. It's like, well, I have nothing to say because I'm obviously in the wrong here, but I'm so I'm just gonna hem and haw and hope you just you just leave it alone. But like that, it's just fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. America, you know, Ned Price is like the 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 wimpy nerd that actually fucks who's like <laughs> sticking up for like the big tough guy who's impotent right. that is america right <laughs> um i oh so you, i don't know if you saw this but so um and again i don't know what actual official channels this would have to go through in palestine but uh apparently uh Resistance forces in Yemen, Syria, Lebanon, and Iraq now have pledged uh, armed support if the Palestinians call for it, you know, during this conflict. So, you know, that's really interesting. I, I, you know, I, 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 sh- I hesitate to say uh, that I support that because I just, I only can assume. That I don't hesitate. A... In I, my no, brain, su- I'm just thinking of the Donald Glover gif of him going, good. 
No, I, I'm glad they. <laughs> I don't mean like support them saying that. I just wonder if that would just be a further cause for the United States to militarily just fucking no, nope. you know, invade all of those. <laughs> like I, 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 I can see that becoming a massive ex- escalation. Indigenous but but something needs to fucking I don't happen. Fucking care like, what America it, does. They can. They can. America can get into every another quagmire they want to. I'm always going to root for whoever is defending themselves from the empire. There's no question who's the fucking good guys in that situation, and it's not fucking us. But I'm just saying, I just, God, I just don't know what the fucking answer is. Because until there's somebody at the helm of, you know, and and again, you know, I think the only thing that we can do as just average Joe and Jane civilians is call for BDS, call for boycotts, divestments, and sanctions. um, And fucking force the politicians that we elect and that get elected to support those things or they will not have your support because that's the only thing that fucking ever actually accomplishes anything is when you go after money like that's the only thing mm-hmm. that america responds to is is when you fucking threaten capital like that's the only I mean, thing maybe maybe there's a gofundme for hamas <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and that's the thing is like it, no amount got, of firepower ways to get money to the people who are actually defending gaza i there's yeah be, you know I well mean, you i can, you can fucking you can you go say fly that, but... to to syria and join the kurds in rojava and they'll give you an ak and train <laughs> you and you can literally like fucking fight isis with them you like, say you can just go there they don't fuck they're will take anybody right i mean you say there has to be a way to get the money but every uh you know, online payment method is is run through Silicon Valley and is at the fucking whims of the U.S. Dude, State Department. Like crypto, yo, crypto, <laughs> crypto, bro. Get yeah, right. Like the crypto like bros, Dogecoin. <laughs> fucking send money anywhere. Elon they Musk just, will save. You know, I, 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 so you, I, I am. Yes, that is absurd. But actually, Snowden was tweeting about some kind of a cryptocurrency that is like like encrypted end to end the same way like signal is that you can actually use to send mu- i don't I, again i don't know anything about it so i'd have to look into it before i, I don't think anything's actually encrypted i don't believe in encrypt like i even think that they I, want you know it. i I, tr- I i trust when he says like si- like he he posts articles all the time about how well encrypted signal is and how the only like so again it i think is even if you encrypt something if, 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 if they have being your phone, surveilled, right. if they've got a stingray pointed at your apartment, they can tell, they can record your keystrokes. So they don't even need to know what you actually hit send on. They can tell what your computer typed. Right. Well, so that's the thing. It's like ultimately, if you're being surveilled beforehand, you're fucked anyway. If they have, if they have right. a tracker on your phone, they have like a physical video record of everything that's taking place on your phone screen. So you're fucked. But if you're like a whistleblower, for example, and you want to send something to somebody encrypted, um, then then you could probably you'll probably be fine as long as they're not tracking you beforehand. Now, chances right. are, if you're a whistleblower, you're being tracked already because you work somewhere where there's a high level of fucking security and encryption to begin with. But yeah, I, so who knows? But in any event, yeah, I mean, again, I, again, I, like I do support those those countries saying they'll come to their defense. But again, no amount of firepower is going to help them win the day because at the end of the day, the Israeli military is the American military. Like if they ever have like a serious conflict where they're actually in need of assistance and the fact that they have never called us shows you how outsized their fucking firepower is, um, they'll just call the United States military. But they have their own fucking nuclear weapons. Like this is, 
again, you know, people calling this a war, it, one side has fucking the most sophisticated fighters, missiles, bombs in the world, not to mention nuclear weapons, and the other side has rocks and bottles and, you know, improvised rockets. That's that's the two sides in this quote-unquote war that we're talking about here. The I mean, you know, it, the only thing I think that's really going to fucking bring an end to this is if we fucking force this conversation in America. And that also means forcing this conversation with your relatives who are liberals who don't, you know, who are like, well, yeah, I support the Palestinians having, you know, the same hemming and hawing bullshit that you hear out of Democrats in the media. Like, that's that shit is not acceptable anymore and you need to get in their fucking faces about it. Like, and you need to, it, until people understand the level of atrocity going on right now in Palestine, nothing is going to get done about it. So if you know people in your lives who just, you know, fucking pretend like it's fine or like it's an, un, an unknowable quagmire, it's an unknowable, like, oh, well, it's just a mess there. Like, don't let that slide as like a conversation ender. Like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Nope. It's just a mess. Don't don't let your your mom Elizabeth Warren her way out of right. uh, being that. Yeah, I've I've talked to my mother and she definitely understands the severity of the situation and understands that <clears throat> you know basically all of uh, the Senate is bought off by APAC. Like she understands that. She, right. She gets that. So that's n- that's not a point. She of, wouldn't uh, she wouldn't withhold her vote from a Democrat. I mean, I'm not not criticizing her specifically. But like no, there's a lot of people. No, that just I don't think she would. You know, she, like she knew that Biden was terrible on foreign policy. She knew that Biden was to the right on of, of Trump on everything, foreign policy. Right. Um, yeah, everything. That was, you know, I mean, I think she she finally came around to liking Biden on a lot of other things. Um, but when when it was still an open primary and there was you know like twenty seven, well nobody fucking wanted Biden at that point, right? No, <laughs> it was, was she in fifth place. My, my mother said that Biden was her least favorite choice out of everyone, <laughs> and that included fucking Bloomberg, right? Um, he stumbled again. He stumbled into that. I don't like, even know if she knew John him. Delaney was running, but I'm pretty sure she would hate him too. I don't know if all John Delaney who is. Yeah, John Delaney, who was still running for president, uh, 2020. Yeah, I don't know if everyone on that debate stage knew John Delaney was running for president. I mean, that's, but no, I yeah, I, again, like nobody fight. Like, he, he was there's a reason he was in like fifth place in Iowa and, and New Hampshire. Like he was a fucking afterthought. Nobody wanted him as president. He just stumbled into it because he happens to have popular support in one state where they needed to be Bernie Sanders in a state that hasn't gone blue in 60 years. So you know, again. <clears throat> Whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah. Check out the tweet I just sent it to you. Yeah. So. Um, hmm. <laughs> Hang on, my Twitter machine is not seeming to want to work on me here. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> um, you're definitely going to be put on a list for Googling that. Uh, so you just sent me a. a tweet that he sent out where it's a google uh google search bar and he typed in uh, how can i donate money to hamas so yeah you're definitely and, be- and, <laughs> and my first hit i got was uh an article from the jewish virtual library uh in the headline um here updated 2003 is hamas is using uh charitable societies to fund and support terror <laughs> so that's not the answer i was looking for well yeah yeah, damn. Uh, oh, here we go. Hamas shifts tactics in Bitcoin fundraising, <laughs> highlighting crypto. <laughs> knew it. I knew it. God damn it. This is from Reuters. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to support Hamas, which I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. Right. You know, If you don't support BDS, then you 
by de facto you support Hamas, right? By any means necessary, <laughs> or you or you just support genocide. Yeah, you or you support apartheid. You just you you right. know if you if you don't support either you, of those, you things. can't you can't say well two state solution. I just don't support the violence. Like you do support the violence right. if you know. And and again, two state solution is still apartheid. That's the thing is they never want to admit that. Right. You know, every time they say, well, uh, you know, the Palestine won't agree to recognizing Israel's estate. Well, that's not true. They have recognized Israel's estate. What they don't recognize is that it's a Jewish state. Because to recognize that it's a Jewish state would mean that every Arab living in Israel is a second-class citizen, which would be a recognition right. of apartheid. Right. right? And right. they refuse to, to recognize a system that says they're less than human. Right. Weirdly, they're not cool with that. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know why. But yes, no, of course, a two-state solution is a fucking fantasy. And again, every Democrat uh, in, in national elected office, publicly at least, and I don't, I, again, I don't know about Rashida. I don't want to speak for her. But everyone that I've ever heard uh, speak publicly supports a two-state solution, uh, which, like you said, is apartheid. It's not, e- it's not equal. The only equitable situation would be a one-state solution where everyone has equal rights and Israel it would never let that happen because they're vastly outnumbered despite the fact that they control most of the territory they are a, still a very small sliver of that population right no matter That's, how and much everyone everyone asks you know why doesn't Israel just uh, you know annex Gaza and annex the West Bank which is you know stealing another country right <laughs> when we say annex that's like Right, you, but then they would have to make you know in that in that theoretical situation they would be making all the Palestinian citizens of Israel, and therefore they would be you know afforded oh equal they wouldn't rights, let them like be vote. citizens right. but they would be they would in, in, you know the Jewish citizens of Israel if they annexed Gaza and the West Bank would instantly become the ethnic minority in their own country right, right. which which they're all like terrified of being right. Um, Which is what happens like when you would... move to a place in the fucking late 40s and say, this is ours now, even though there were millions of people living there. That's kind of what happens when you just plop right. yourselves in the middle of a fucking place that people already live. You know, kind of like we, again, like we did in the United States. Like all the fucking, you know, again, it, it, it's just, th- this is like the early infancy. I, I don't know why anyone thought this was going to be a good idea, you know? It's, yeah, it, it's, it, like, it's, it's really baffling. Hey, you know how everyone wanted to bake you in an oven in, in uh, Poland and Germany and uh, what we want to do is uh, take all of you that survived that and put you um, in, in a place where other people already live and steal their homes and give them to you you know just to kind of give you a, a, a running start on for your um, safety that's for this is know. for your safety this is this is right like on <laughs> on rehabilitating the your popularity it's, it's uh, with, with the indigenous population so yeah it's it's just it's like you know, I don't know. You know, it, it, and again, it's like this is just the early infancy of what the United States did to the indigenous people who were living here when we fucking came here and settled here. Like this, you just, you know, uh, this is just little mini trails of tears. Like, const- you know, again, and it's not even that many. I mean, we talked about the the the, the Lida uh, death march where they, you know, fifty thousand fucking Palestinians were displaced and and murdered because. Uh, they decided that that was their house all of a sudden. That these are our houses. Right. This is our land. Like that, you know. Well, and they call in it one city. That's one they city. They call it, you know, uh, Israeli self determination. They use that phrase. Oh, you if you're, you know, if you don't support Israel uh, taking over Gaza and occupying the West Bank, then you're opposed to Israeli self determination. Right. Right. Like what? That's 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 just manifest destiny. 
this. It's a different version of manifest. Right. Des- it's not a different version. It's the exact same version of manifest destiny. Right. It's it's that our our self determination has determined that our self needs to take steal your house. Right. <laughs> right. I'm I'm self determined to kick you out of your home and live there myself because I like it yeah. and it's the land that I decided God <sighs> chose me to live on. <laughs> All right. Well. We got to get out of here. You got to get to yeah. a Palestine I gotta, march. I gotta, yep, there's a, a rally in March I gotta, uh, here in Chicago. I got to go fill some garbage bags with gasoline at the uh, local gas station. Oh yeah, fun <laughs> times. Why is that happening? By the way, is that because the, the Russian gotta... ransomware hackers uh, shut down one of our oil pipelines? Right. Is that what happened? Right. And people whose brains are poisoned from cable news think that there's going to be it's going to be the 1970s again. There's going to be a massive gas shortage, and they're going to be selling these barrels or garbage bags full of gasoline by the way i don't know how you're gonna get a fucking garbage bag of gasoline in your in your car like good fucking luck trying to funnel that into a funnel um i saw i saw another one it was a picture of like the entire back of this suv with like clear they weren't in like the shopping bags (laughs) like that asian flimsy as hell they were like like 50 gallon uh plastic garbage bags (laughs) full of gasoline it's like Wait till one of those things pops and 50 gallons of gas soaks up every inch of upholstery in your car. What that's going to smell oh, that'll be like super for, easy. The next, for the next infinity. That'll be real easy to get the smell out, I'm sure. Um, yeah, no. Just... Oh, that, that's like, you can't, that's going to be, you're going to have to reupholster you, the entire vehicle. You step in gasoline, it, that smell doesn't leave your car. Imagine spilling 50 gallons of gasoline. I also saw a guy with like giant like 30 gallon like garbage pails like you know those plastic garbage pails in the back of his pickup truck just filling those like there was a guy totally uncapped with, like the the kind of it's like a 500 gallon Oh, uh, yes. tank you use on a tractor for spraying pesticides right and right it's, it's, it's got like a metal cage around a around like a, a square plastic thing that's like the size of a car itself right yeah, I mean, it, you know, and I would just love to like walk up to one of these fucking hillbillies and be like, "Hey, uh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> How are you gonna and, get that out of and there?" And they'd just be like, "What do you mean? What am I doing? Isn't it obvious? This is for a gender reveal party, right?" By the way, gasoline degrades, um, so most of that's gonna be fucking useless to you. You know how long it would take you to use one of those giant industrial-sized drums of fucking gasoline? Like, that's uh, that's just like a day's commute back and forth to work in Atlanta, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, just 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 real fucking real Darwin Award winners and and turn their cars into complete fucking like, you know, like car bombs, basically, if they got into a car accident uh, and got hit, you know, from behind or something. But whatever. Just America. Yeah. So uh, on that note, (laughs) let's get out of here. But uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots um patreon.com slash move left merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod i am on <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> i am on twitter at move underscore left and as always i'm on twitter at bike slutty yep we'll see you next week
started to fail. 